Welcome back to the Bury the Gimmick podcast, where we talk all things professional wrestling. Here are your hosts, the wild-eyed Southern boys, Big Mike, Ken Dust, and Anthony the Statman Parker. All right, guys, welcome back to Bury the Gimmick podcast. It's me, Big Mike. I'm running solo. My boy Stats had to watch his kids. We still don't know where Ken is. We think he might be locked up. Maybe. Okay, that's a rib. He's working. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Ken, I know you're not locked up because you're working. Uh, man, I've got a really cool episode today. I have the president of wrestling on with with, with me, and and he goes by Phil Stamper. He is the president. Um, I'm not sure if he was voted in. I, I didn't vote, but it it works. How you I doing, mean, who, who wouldn't vote for me? So that's that's the that's the first one. Who wouldn't vote for me? Because I'm the, I'm the best president of wrestling that wrestling has ever had. <laughs> I I can I can attest to the little bit that I, I've uh, since uh, you DM'd me this morning, and it was a uh, it was me going okay, let me check this guy out because I want to interview you and talk about wrestling revolver and some of the other things. I was like, okay, he does have a point here. <laughs> he does he does he does a lot for uh, for independent wrestling, and 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 other things. So let's just roll into it, man. How did you? My first question, how did you come about being the the president? Was that was that somebody going, dude, you're the president? Or was that you going, I'm the mother effing president? <laughs> <laughs> a, a little mix of both. Sort of like what you just said. People were like, you're really running stuff. Like, you, you're kind of coordinating stuff behind the scenes that people don't know about. Plus, your presence in front of the camera. Like, you really are a, a figurehead in wrestling. And I was like, I, I wasn't looking at myself that way. And I had that moment of, like, sitting back and going, well, I'm the GM of like five promotions. I am moving more into more into mouthpiece roles. I'm doing the calendar. I'm doing some other things. Maybe I am the president of wrestling. Um, and so it just kind of worked out. Uh, you know, I, there's been, there's been way too many Kings in wrestling. And I was like, we're not going there. Um, I wanted something more, like a little bit more prestigious. I have for half a second, I thought sheriff, but I'm like, no, that doesn't really fit. I think me. So president seemed to roll uh, with, really who I am in wrestling. So the president of wrestling. So do you have a security detail that you, uh, that, that rides around with and air force one and all that? There is, there is a special, uh, detachment that I am assigned at various locations. (laughs) That's incredible. So you just stated that you are the GM for four promotions. What four are they? Uh, MCW pro wrestling out of Maryland, IWA East coast out of West Virginia, Honorary Wrestling Federation out of Pennsylvania. And I know I am well, and at Wrestling Revolver, I have an authority figure role. It's just not called GM. Um, it's just not the GM. Okay. Yeah. I think I think now my official on camera title is um executive assistant to the executive vice president of talent relations for wrestling revolver. <laughs> That's a long title. Yes, it is. That's a <laughs> You're the, uh, the, the, uh, assistant manager to the assistant manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it used to be the assistant to the regional manager for talent relations. So is, is that a cut from the office? Oh, I totally. Just, uh, I love it. I thought so. <laughs> Sam, I love Sammy Callahan is crazy like that. And that's totally fine. Yes. Yes. I, I, I can get that from, uh, from just seeing him on camera. 
Um, so tell me a little bit, I know in every interview, people like to go, how'd you get into pro wrestling? How'd you do that? So to give my listeners a little bit more, because like we and you have talked, um, my podcast, I'm based, based out of the South in Georgia. If you can't mm-hmm. tell from my accent, we are based out of Georgia. Not many people know about wrestling revolver and the Northeast independent scenes, unless they're hardcore indie watchers like myself and other folks are, um, Tell us a little bit about you as, as, as the, how did you go from, you know, somebody getting into the business to who now you are uh, an authority figure in four or more promotions. How, how did, how did that happen, man? You, It's a lot of plugging. It's a lot of, you never stop. Like there's, I know so many people who go once I get done with training and dot, dot, dot. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to keep working and plugging and networking and continuing to grow. Um, and where there's a lot of people, I would say in like the mid Atlantic area in, even as far South into North Carolina, up through the North new England area and out to the Midwest have a very strong awareness of who I am at other places. They, they don't, but that takes time, you know, so you have to keep plugging and plugging away at it and making those connections. And a a lot of what happens in wrestling is is a little bit based on who, you know, and so, you know, I, I, I have an event. I work in Florida right on the regular. And the way I got in there was because I, I randomly started talking to the promoter, not even because I knew at the time she was a promoter. We just started talking about wrestling. And then she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I run a company. It's like, oh, OK, let's talk. Um, and she asked my opinion on marketing and advertising for wrestling. And so it kind of developed from there. And then I started getting booked down there. So you never really know what's going to come out of a conversation. Um, and, and to keep in mind that like everyone's a potential networking opportunity. I can 100% attest to that. Um, I got into the business uh, six months ago, to be honest with you. And it was all about... Don't say it I, like it's a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. You you got in. Like I, I started my wrestling podcast last year when CM Punk came back. Mm-hmm. I was like, me and my buddy were sitting around the fire station talking. And he was like, dude, let's start a podcast. Man, you can really shoot the shoot the breeze, man. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. So... We started this podcast. Next thing you know, I'm getting a phone call going, hey, man, we, I've got this app going to launch soon, and I want to start a podcast, and you're the guy in town that knows about it. And then it went from that to I am on a creative team. Somehow that happened to I have this podcast, and I'm, I got introduced to Scott Armstrong, of all people. Okay. You know, the legendary Scott Armstrong referee. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To now, to now I'm his co-host and producer of his new podcast, the Armstrong Avenue Podcast. And it's like, how did this happen to me? <laughs> and it's all about networking and mm-hmm. just knowing knowing people. And had I not f- had this fall into my lap, I would have never ended up there. So I 100% agree with you. It's all about getting out there and putting the footwork in. And Absolutely. if you're not willing to do it, then stay home. Don't even try because it's just it, it, it it's not worth it. Right. And I, I, I have found in over time, like there's these little pet peeves that come in and like some of the, some of the younger folks who like, all right, I made it, I'm here. And then like, don't think they still have to work at it. Annoy me. Um, <laughs> like there's so many people in the world of wrestling that I'm like, this person has such amazing potential. And if they keep working at it, and there are people who I see, they get to a point and they're like, I don't need to work as hard anymore. And it's like, well, I'm not interested. Like, I, why, why, why would I be interested in watching anything you're doing? Why would a fan be interested in watching anything you're doing? If you've already, if you've like, I'm, I'm done. This is where I'm at. 
Yep. Like, okay. Complacency. Right. And so, um, you know, I look at a guy like a Trey Miguel. Um, the first time I saw Trey was at Rockstar Pro Wrestling in Ohio. And I was like, oh, this guy's pretty good. And then like six months later, I saw him again. I'm like, wow, he's gotten better. And then a couple more months later, I saw him again. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's continuing to get better and better. And even in his, in his history and course, watching him on Impact, I'm like, wow, every time I see him, he's getting better and better. And so like, he's just one of those guys that just constantly works for improvement and it shows. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can attest to that also, you know, like I said, I've only been in the business a short time, but I see um, in dealings with, I, for some reason I got in the booking role. I don't know how that happened either. And he's like, he's like, I just need you to book these shows. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with that, but okay, I'll, you tell me who you want and I'll make the phone calls. And then it was just, I see guys who are coming in and, begging for ring time and then they get there and it's like i've had three matches but i'm not going to do what you're asking me to do in the ring not me asking them of course i'm not asking them to do shit i just you know i come to the shows and help whatever they need me to do but most of the time i'm just on social media plugging it hard right. and but i sit there and i watch and i'm like dude you're pissing off the entire locker room because you don't know you you haven't done anything and who are you to come in here and beg for time for weeks on weeks, beg us to put you in the ring. And then you come here and we're like, well, this is how it's going to finish. I, I don't want to do that. Well, I, look, I looked at him and I said, well, send his ass home. We've yeah. got five other guys who showed up here not not working who will happily get in that ring and and take a L. <laughs> right, right. Like, like for $25. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing um, – one of the companies I worked for, we had, we, there was a pre locker room conversation before we actually had the locker room conversation. And it was like, you know what? There's some guys who were on this event who every time they come on, they end up hurting themselves. They, they're, they want to take a risk and do something that they haven't done before. And it's like, I, I, which in a way I do appreciate at the same time, like, why are you doing things you've never tried before in the middle of a live event? And you risk the event, you risk yourself. Like, so there's, you know, there is one thing about like, Hey, you know, I'm not comfortable with this because dot, dot, you know, I, my, I, I hurt my arm a little bit. I don't feel comfortable taking that because I might further damage my arm. I understand that if it, but if it's like, I don't want to lose. Bro. Yeah. Yep. Or sis. Depending. <laughs> uh, I'm bro. <laughs> Listen, dude. Yeah. That's, that's basically like, I'm it's, it, I just see it and I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't question anything. I'm I'm a sponge and I always have been. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was a EMT, then I became a fireman, and I literally I would go to the people who've been there for 30 years and go teach me everything you know. Yeah, and that's how that's how I do here. Like like when I met Scott, I would I would I will sit next to him in the locker room. He comes in and helps. He 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 assists with a lot of our stuff, our production, and because we're we're starting to do our TV tapings and things like that, and he's helping us getting that off the ground. And when he's in the locker room, I am right next to him, staring at him, going, "Okay, tell me more." Because I want to know, because in 30 years, I want to go, let me tell you what I learned from Scott Armstrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and this is the way it works because he's been doing it for 40 years. Right. But carrying on, man, enough about me and, and, and that. Let's talk about what you've got going with what I think is one of the coolest ideas. Your, your independent wrestling calendar, man. Tell us about that. Tell us how you got that started and, and, and where it's at now. So, um, years and years ago, uh, baby Phil and wrestling, uh, hurt his neck. Um, 
in a non-wrestling incident, um, I slipped on some ice in a parking lot and, hit, and landed on the back of my head um, and jacked my neck all up. And so it was like, well, I can't be active right now, but I want to be, I want to be doing something in wrestling. And let's just say like in the early days of, of, of my wrestling career was also the early days of like more and more just businesses in general getting on the internet. And so a lot of people really weren't understanding how to utilize the, the internet for their business. And as a wrestler, uh oh, a wrestler's gonna write about pro wrestling. And I really wasn't. I was like, here's upcoming events, here's results. That was it. And at the time I was living in Pennsylvania. So it was, I'll just do here are the all, all the upcoming events I know of upcoming in Pennsylvania. And I created a pseudonym to work off of uh, for, for just the writing part. And that pseudonym got heat um, for, for just putting out upcoming events. Um, why, why didn't you list my event ahead of this other one? Because I did it in alphabetical order so I wouldn't be biased. Like, I wouldn't show any bias. W what? I, I should be best. I should be first. Um, and I stopped for a while, then came back for a while, stopped again. And uh, actually, well, I'm not going to say who, but there's a, a, a currently a wrestling promoter who uh, at the time was a ref uh, for a, a, another company. And he's like, you know what? There's just no more independent wrestling events anymore. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's literally all I see on my social media feed. What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, prove it to me. And I was like, fine. So I brought back the calendar to, and just started documenting at first, really what I was just seeing on, on Facebook and Twitter. Um, it has evolved a little bit more beyond just that. Um, and a couple of years ago, like right before the pandemic, uh, somebody actually got in touch with me. They were trying to develop a site thought, oh, this is going to be great. Well, then the coding on the site broke and then he got too busy with his real life. Um, and so uh, right now, the way the site exists is I'm documenting it all basically using a Google, a Google sheet so I can be anywhere in the world. And as long as I can access the internet, I can input data. Um, and then I upload once a week to my personal social media to say, hey, here's upcoming events. I, I share it around. And then I send it to, um, I have a wrestling media contact list of like 525 contacts um, and then a small group of talent that I send the calendar to uh, for as far out as I know it. So for right now I have the calendar all the way up to the end of the, of this calendar year. Um, and I just spread it out. I just share it out um, where I can, as much as I can. Um, I try to do it once a week. Um, there are times just because life is life that I don't, I'm not able to. Um, I try to ask people, Hey, send me your stuff. Um, I post to my personal social media. Hey, everybody, here's a draft. Like, let me know what you think, because I know I'm going to miss people and not with any intention, but it, there's a lot of events. Um, oh, yeah. And actually, since I have it open on my other screen, um, when I moved everything over to, to Google Docs like a month and a half ago, um, I started tracking like, OK, well, how many promotions? Because I'm now trying to build a promotions contact list. Um, and so in the last six weeks, 436 different promotions have had events that I know of. And wow. And so then multiply that times however many times people have had events because now it's been more than one month. So people have replicated events. There's companies that have weekly events or, you know, it's, it's summer season. So there's a lot of companies that do like a fair and then like a regular sort of venue. So there are a lot of events that are going on out there, but that many companies in just the last six weeks have had events out there. Um, and I know there's, I know there's ones I'm still missing literally today. I was adding not just to the calendar, but also to the contact list. 
because I know, you know, I'm just constantly in this vein of trying to search for more and more and more and more so I can keep up to date with it. Oh, for sure, man. And that I think that's a great idea. Um, and it's something that, and that I, I would, I, I would say a lot of people need, I mean, you need to, people need to know what's going on and, and not, not everybody can, can put the, the time in that you are and that dedication. And I commend you entirely, dude, because that just keeping up with my one promotion that I have to keep <laughs> up with on a daily basis drains me so to keep up with over 400 of what they're doing all year my man and (laughs) part of it too is because i can't do it for everybody like so uniquely like you know wrestling revolver mcw you know these are companies that i have a a big association with i'm I'm part of that family i'm part of that roster i get paid this is my job and so (laughs) I can't do it literally for everybody. And I'll have promoters get upset with me that I just won't for free drop everything I'm doing and do all of their marketing press, build sponsorship connections, develop social media for them. And I'm like, I I can't because I can't do it for everybody. And I'm doing it for the companies I'm getting paid by to do. Um, But I have a calendar so I can put you on the calendar and get you out there, which is also funny because then like if I have missed somebody, like if they didn't send me their stuff and I didn't, didn't happen to see it, they'll get mad at me because I'm their way they advertise. And I'm like, okay, that's, that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> like I'm a no. supplement to what should be happening. Um, but, you know, and the calendar I, I originally created. So fans had a better awareness of what was going on. It has also turned into a place where um, talent come to me and say, Hey, I'm looking for events. Um, I'm going to be between the state and the state on this day. What can you tell me is going on? And so, like, it has helped other people also find um, find additional work. That's that's incredible, man. Um, I can't believe promotions are using you as the main uh, advertisement for their show. What, that's what, that's sad, man. <laughs> what used to drive me crazy because I, I uh, I've gotten off how good I used to be on sort of this like cyclical routine I used to have on like how I would try to go through all these sites, and it would literally be like I would go to a site one week. I don't see anything about an upcoming event at all. You know, I move on. And then like the next week I go back and I look at that page and I'm like, why do you have pictures from your event you had on Saturday that you've never mentioned once on your social media? Oh, I can see why you only have the eight people I can count in your crowd. And unfortunately that's what happens. Like there are some, there are some, and this is not the majority of people, but there are some promotions out there that exist who just believe, Oh, you know, I'll I'll build it and they will come that people will just will magically somehow know that wrestling's happening and it's like wrestling is a business like every other business. And, you know, I try to make the analogy to people to explain it, like pretend you opened up a brand new restaurant, but it's not on the main drag in your town. How would you get people to know you're there? How would you do even just word of mouth advertisement? Um, And so how are you, how are you marketing to other businesses to let them know that you're there? Um, How are you letting, you know, I'm glad you like, do you still work for a fire department? I, I I actually just like a week ago quit to okay. do to do this business full time. Um, awesome! I, I got I got hired on as a as basically the company who owns the wrestling promotion I work for hired me as a marketing manager for the whole company. So it's uh it's it, it was like okay Monday through Friday go home sleep with my sleep with my wife every night and see my kids. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> there you go. Um, 
But your firefighters and your police and your EMTs in your local community are the best word of mouth advertisement. I tell everybody, like, if you're struggling and you don't know why you aren't getting more people and you're saying you're doing everything, even though when everybody says they're doing everything, I'm like, you're not. Um, I'm like, go to them, go to each, each firehouse, each police station, give them 10 tickets, five tickets, because they'll talk it up. They'll bring them their families. So I'm like, that's such an easy way to get people in and it costs you nothing. Oh, well, I'm giving away five tickets, 10 tickets, whatever. And I'm like, and they're bringing their family and they're going to yep. eat there and they're going to come back later and they're going to tell their neighbors and their friends and they will talk it up to people when they have that moment to fill space and time to want to talk up stuff. Like they are the, your best sources in your community to just let people know that you're having an event. Oh, for sure. I, and, and you know what? I'm kicking myself over here. Cause I'm like, I've been a fireman for seven years and I never, I didn't even, I haven't even thought to really walk into the fire station where we're running our show and go, Hey guys, uh, you guys want some free tickets? I, you know, I've talked to them about it. Cause I know mm -hmm. all of them. Like, you know, we got the show coming up and they're like, Oh, that's cool. But if I go in there and I'm like, Hey, here's some free tickets. They're probably going to show up. You know, and I'll be like, hey, you want to bring the fire truck and set it out front for the kids to see on the way in? Let's do that, too. And they're, and you know, they'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's see, that's the stuff that people don't think about. Um, I, I have trouble sometimes with my uh, with my higher ups in the company trying to convince them that social media is the biggest main priority that we need to focus on not just getting feet on the ground and putting posters up mm -hmm. and the old school way works. That's great. I mean, we mm -hmm. put you know, put 250 posters out with a bunch of flyers and paying banners all over town. Let's do that. But let's get on social media and, and, and really pump up everything we're doing with match graphics and the posters and videos from the last show we had, things like mm -hmm. that. And that's, that's what I've been really bringing to the table since I came in was building a, a social media following. Um, the Twitter is, is still, um, it's still a work in progress, uh, but I've got the Instagram and Facebook going good. Mm -hmm. I'm building the Twitter up, but that's it, the, that's it's the way of the beast now. It it has to work hand in hand. It has to help develop each other. Like the 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 traditional flyering, like I I find traditional flyering still works. Yes, but it, it should also plug your social media. So then, if they want to see more and get more interest in what's going on, or if they find you through social media, like I I have found that the promotions that only die only go onto one platform. Either they're doing social media or they're just doing traditional die on that stump and i mean die. Yes. um it's you have to do both because both sort of build each other up yeah for sure we had a we had the july 4th in the town we like i said before we are running our uh, july 23rd we're running our birthday bash and we're bringing in some ww hall of famers because um it's the country out here we have some we have some amazing independent talent but we got a lot of older folks who are like they're they're pumped to see tommy dreamer and scott steiner and road dog and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. teddy long and people like that are coming in and they're really excited about that but then we're bringing in also all of our we got adam priest coming in and some of the other guys that we bring in on a regular basis are going to be in the house and it's going to be a fun show Well, we set up at the freedom fest on july 4th and passed out we had hung a banner it was huge four foot by eight foot banner with scott steiner huge in the middle and a bunch mm -hmm. of other guys on there and uh passed out uh i made big magazines that basically was just match graphics and huge stuff and had our sponsors on the back and we passed out about 450 of them and gave away 100 free tickets to kids 
and said, come to the show. And we had so and we had one of the wrestlers who works for us. Um, his name is Dominic Stuckey. He's an indie guy here in in uh, Georgia. I know that name, actually. Really? Dom, yeah. he's he's a history teacher at the high school here and coaches the wrestling team. Nice. So we brought him out and let him take pictures with all the kids and people were coming around and he was helping us sell tickets. And it and that form of marketing is still like it's still top, mm-hmm. but social media has to you have to have a, a quality social media presence to yeah. to really build what a consistent crowd. Yes. Like, like you're going to get those guys who are going to come just for Scott Steiner and road dog and stuff like that. But you have to have the the social media presence to keep the hardcore fans coming every, mm-hmm. whether you're running monthly or bi-monthly, you need to have that or, or bi-weekly you, you need to have that, which, which we were, we were running bi-weekly and we have, we have since said, we got to cut to monthly. These bi-weekly shows are brutal. <laughs> It's every two weeks is a lot. <laughs> it can be, yeah. <laughs> For one promotion, it's it's a lot. Um, mm. and my my I I'm actually gonna ask your opinion. You've been doing this a long time. We have come up, me, myself, and uh Rob Weathers, who's on our uh, team, he's our he's one of our commentators and he's on the creative team. We sat down and said, let's cut our budget in half, cut down to one show, film four weeks worth of content and put out 30 minute episodes on YouTube every every Saturday. Have a have two matches and a promo and build our storyline A, storyline B, and have a storyline C and D that are backup storylines that aren't part of our main titles, and then mm-hmm. keep going. What 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 do you think about something like that? Um, the biggest thing is to be consistent. You know, not knowing your community, that's you know hard for me a little bit to speak on about the adjustment between every other week and and just going once a month. Um, but what you're saying about YouTube is a good idea as long as you're consistent about it. So if you're gonna say Okay, every Saturday, we're going to have a brand new episode at 10 a.m. I'm not even sure if that's a great time to do it, but I'm going to say 10 a.m. Make sure then you're doing it every Saturday at 10 a.m. And you'll see that consistent, like you'll see just that growth curve go constantly because now you've ingrained into people who are paying attention to you. Oh, every Saturday at 10, they're going to put out new content. Um, And so you have to be consistent. Um, But it's also smart in how you need to then market this is where people like will sometimes trip up because th- at the same time as you're trying to market, Hey, every Saturday, come watch our, our free YouTube channel. Hey, also then come see us live. So you sometimes have to like, be careful, like when you're plugging what to make sure people are seeing you um, and, and, and that you're also posting on your social media in a timely fashion on a regular basis. Um, you know, mm-hmm. are you looking at, um, I mean, what you just said about, you know, you, 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 took a full-time job now as a marketing and now you're home with your, with your, with your family every night. Well, I'm sure like, what do you, what do you do when you first get home? Like you kick back and watch TV. Do you look at your phone? Or do you have a laptop in front of you? Like while you're watching TV, like yeah. that eight to 10 primetime viewing hours, people are home and they're, they're kind of, that's when they're lounging. That's when they're chilling back. That's when they're getting ready to go in for the night. Like, okay, that's when you should be plugging stuff. I'm not saying don't plug stuff during the rest of the day, but that should be your main hub of when you're putting out newer content. Um, and I've had, I've had arguments with promoters who are like, hey, look, I posted this at three in the morning when I was awake and I got, I got some hits. I'm like, yeah, but it could have been so much better at 8 p.m. on Monday night during Raw. 
you know, you know who taught me that or taught me about the posting during that? Scott Armstrong sat down with me and said, this is how you need to do your social media. These are the times he said, because he said when he was in WWE, they brought in people from Twitter and taught everybody how to do marketing and said in the mornings when they get up to eat breakfast mm -hmm. between seven and nine, post something throughout the day, maybe talk to 10 people you'd never talk to on social media. And then at about five o'clock post something, he said, now, because we're wrestling at eight o'clock Monday night, you need to be posting something with a hashtag WWE raw or during raw or Tuesday night during NXT or Wednesday night during AEW yep. or Friday night during SmackDown or Friday night during AEW. Or if there's a pay-per-view on Saturday night, you need to be posting something. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Exactly. The, the first night I did it was a, was a Monday night raw and I tagged him in it because he was coming in to do a, a seminar. And I think we got like 50,000 hits on that one post. And I was like, Holy crap. <laughs> like, I just went from going, I know a good bit about social media marketing, but this helped me out more. And and that's what I try to tell other people is you need to learn from the people who've been doing this, who've been mm -hmm. in this business, learning how to market wrestling, because I don't, I've never marketed wrestling. I've marketed uh, podcasting. I've marketed my, my, my business. When I owned a, a detailing business, I marketed that and I did really well, but wrestling is a new beast that I'm still learning. And if you're not learning from, from the from the people who've been doing it you're messing up yeah yeah it's just like people who are in the ring you need to learn from better people exactly exactly but moving into the wrestling revolver what you kind of hit me up about uh you you were like hey man check this out this is a promo for the wrestling revolver and i was like i don't really know much about wrestling revolver can you tell me more and then i was like can you just come on my podcast and let's talk about it Wh what what is wrestling revolver and and then what 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 do they have coming because i see that great poster behind you with some i actually sat down and looked at the poster today and i was like holy crap this is a massive card dude and oh i just hit something and I, so i apologize i hear my own feedback and i'm like uh oh what did i do uh <laughs> so i apologize if something's just gotten louder or weirder um, no that was fine it just kind of made a little weird noise and it was gone it's all good okay all good. Awesome. Um, so uh, Wrestling Revolver is the the mind child of Sammy Callahan, um, former Impact World uh, Heavyweight Champion. Um, so people are very, very familiar with him. And as uh, Revolver has developed over time, um, it is a place where you see a lot of the top talent from across the world on not just the independent scene, but people who are under contract, like with Impact and AEW. Uh, primarily, we hub out of both Iowa and Ohio. Um just where we have been able to develop these great, great fan bases. We also are typically involved with WrestleMania weekend extravaganzas. Um, but primarily uh, now we're running monthly rotating between Iowa and Ohio primarily, but we're also in talks with adding some other States along the way. Um, but like this weekend, as you, as you referenced in this flyer, I mean uh, we have Sammy Callahan and John Moxley used to tag team as a tag team called the switchblades. Guess what? Yes they're reforming and facing off against Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards as the wolves. Um, that's taking place this Saturday. Um, I'm involved in the cage of horrors match where it's JT Dunn, uh, the infer the team called infrared of Tyler matrix and Logan James with me against swerve, swerve Strickland, rich Swan and Matt Palmer in a cage of horrors match. You have where is she? There you go. Ruby Soho versus Billy Starks. 
You have Speedball Mike Bailey, the new Impact X Division champion against one called Manders. You have uh, former NXT stars, now Revolver World Tag Team champion Steve Macklin and Weston Blake versus Matt, Ta- Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. Um, the return of Zachary Wentz versus Blake Christian and Crash Jackson. You have a bunkhouse brawl between Jake Christ and Mance Warner. You have Jessica Havoc versus Ali Catch. You have uh, Man Scout Jake Manning versus Dan the Dad. We have Gail Kim is going to be on hand. So there's a lot that that we bring uh, to the table. And this isn't like, oh, this is just a random one-off super special event. This is like our standard event. Um, so we this is our third event with Moxley. Um, Sammy is a mainstay. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of like uh, uh, um, Jessica Havoc, I think, has has been on every single event we've ever had. JT Dunn is the current revolver champion, and he's literally internationally traveling. Um, was just featured a, about a month and a half ago on AW Dark. Um, so we have stars that the world knows. Um, so whether you're watching live in person or live on Fight TV, um, which is a, which is new for us, we only started going on like uh, on Fight TV just a few months ago, and that has been a whole new platform to reach a whole new additional audience as well. And it's been an amazing, amazing partnership with them. So I can't wait for more and more people to see Wrestling Revolver, whether they come in person this Saturday to, it's technically Clive, Iowa, but it's really West Des Moines, uh, out in Iowa, or they're watching live on Fight TV. That's that's interesting. I didn't know you guys were going to be on Fight TV. I thought uh, it was going to be High Spots. So I uh, are you guys exclusively on high spots and just kind of branch into fight or are you guys looking to move to fight or how is that? How's that working? So out? we um, we air live on fight and then all of our uh, events are reposited on the high spots wrestling network. Okay. So you can go back if you have the high, sp- uh, the high spots access, you can go back and watch previous revolver events. I'm going to have to get you guys on the independent wrestling network at some point. <laughs> I am, uh, that's, that has been my, I have been, uh, our app is about to launch. We are, we, we've been approved by Android. We have sent to Apple. They kicked it back. We fixed what they wanted. We have sent it back. We are waiting on them to give us the go. And then we are finishing all the touches. And I am now traveling the world, finding, uh, promotions to put on our app that I, I see in my vision and what I've brought to the guys is I want, I want quality wrestling, but I also Mm -hmm. want to give a shine to, other promotions that don't get that that big time the beyond and the I, the, the folks who are on IWTV get um I've been in talks with a a guy out of Alaska 907 pro wrestling out of Alaska mm-hmm. it's they've got a phenomenal thing we just got Tomahawk pro wrestling out of Texas they've got a show coming up with Rikishi and uh Jacob Fatu is going to be there and we're, I'm, I'm trying to find other promotions to put on there and but there there's a lot of other high spots is one we compete with fight TV is one we compete with, but we, we don't want to be an exclusive place. We just want to be another place where people can put their stuff for people to come watch yeah. and see. And and that's what, that's what we're all about. It's all about independent wrestling and bringing a light to it. And because we all love wrestling and majority of us who love wrestling and are in independent wrestling, love independent wrestling more than they love anything else. So <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, we enjoy it. We love it. We want it to expand. It gives us more opportunities when it expands and grows too. Yes. Um, that, you know, I, there's people in wrestling that, you know, I see when they get upset sometimes when like, Hey, why did this person get this booking? And I didn't, it's like, be happy for them. And yes. if, if you're, 
in good with them, then maybe they can also speak for you. But don't be upset that they got an opportunity that you think just should be yours. This is good for all of us. The thing, the thing that I'm finding is wrestling is is booming right now for mm-hmm. everybody. There's so much wrestling, as we just alluded to, 400 and something that you know about have been running that it's great for everybody. There's an opportunity for somebody out there to get eyes on their career. You just have to be willing to put in the work. I mentioned earlier that Scott Armstrong came to Georgia and did a seminar, and we pushed the crap out of the seminar. You know how many people showed up for a seminar with Scott Armstrong? How many? One person. And I was like, I'm new to the business, but let me tell you something. If somebody who's been with the Fed for 15 years, who's been in the business for 40 is going, I'm going to take time out of my day. You pay me a little bit of money. Just, you know, uh, the the gas it's going to cost me to come up here and do the seminar, which, of course, that's not why he was there really. But I would go because you don't know who's one phone call away from this man to go, hey, dude, this guy, he showed up and he showed out, and you need to look at him right now. Exactly. Um, he he is that opportunity. And and I will tell you, my my boss laid into my whole the whole locker room and said, You guys, I I got him to come up here for y'all, for you guys to get this understanding of how TV tapings work and how the business works at that level. Mm-hmm. And one person showed up and he said, so he's going to be back in a month and I'm going to pay him to do this. When you don't have to pay, it's free. Just come. You know how many people came? Five. Five people. 500% improvement. And, and I was like, those five people, but, but only like three of them were our guys. But still, it yeah. was just, I can understand a lot of guys are coming from all over to work and don't want to get there four hours early and train in a hot gym. But I I also don't understand why you're not willing to do it. <laughs> why you're yeah. not willing to come sit down and learn from somebody. It's like we said earlier, you've got to you've got to get out there. You've got to keep pushing, keep getting your feet, you know, do it. Just mm-hmm. freaking do it and you will be amazed how far that gets you. Not only in 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 your career but in in the promoter who's doing its eyes too. Cuz they watch and they see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And because I'm doing the wrestling calendar a while ago, I got asked, hey, can you start tracking seminars? So I can keeping track of seminars, too, now, um, because I, it's such an important thing to keep learning. And what you said about Scott is, is very true. Like he's so not only just well connected, the fact that he has been there and done that and has the experience and understanding of what they're looking for on television, the kind of production they run, how they run production is, is so important. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people who don't understand, like, well, why, why do people need to go through developmental? Like when they get to WWE, they just, they just should be doing their wrestling. And it's like, that is a whole level of production that is part of what happens in the ring. Um, the timing isn't as, as loose and friendly as it sometimes can be in independent wrestling it has to be a lot more, a lot tighter uh, for what is a television product that has to meet commercial breaks you know, the people who are paying your ad spots, like that, that becomes a little bit different and more important. So absolutely like pay attention to when not just Scott, but whoever's out there doing a seminar, take, take those opportunities. Yeah. 100% agreed. I, and that's, that's something that I have tried. I'm trying to do as somebody who's learning another form of the business like i want to i want to eventually get into a commentary role that's what i want to do now of course now i'm doing the backstage stuff but 
I've always wanted to do commentary. I'm not going to be a wrestler. That's not my, that's not my dream. It was when I was six years old, but I played, I played high school ball and was, I rode a fire truck and an ambulance for a long time. And my, my knees are terrible right now. I can't do that. But what I can do is I have, I'm really good talker. And I think I could really, I could probably call a match if I needed to. I just want an opportunity. So that's why I'm trying to work for. That's, that's, I, I want to do commentary, man. I, I'm actually going to be, if anybody's interested, I'm going to be doing backstage interviews live on the main event wrestling birthday bash. So let me know if I suck. <laughs> 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 um, but I, uh, I've been trying to learn from everybody I can on, on, on how to do this job. I mean, that's, that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do. Yep. But all right, man, you said you can go watch Wrestling Revolver on Fight TV this Saturday. What time? Uh, it starts at uh, 8 p.m. There is a meet and greet that starts at 6. Um, it is an extra cost to do the meet and greet, but it gets oh, you in, sure. gets you early access, gets you, gets you your selection of seats before anybody else, um, which is, you know, get comfortable, get your concessions, get comfortable, then sit yeah. down. Um, but live action starts at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. And is that that's central time, right? That is central time. Yep. Okay. So for me on the East Coast, the show will start at nine. So for me to be able to watch it on fight, so I'm gonna go watch it on fight. This is gonna be my first actual wrestling revolver that I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be really excited about it. I'm gonna get to see you in that match. So I'm gonna be like, hey dudes, I just I just sat down with him like a couple days before, and now he's throwing his body around. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so good luck, dude. I was well, like, I, I am to be fair, I'm I'm just managing the unit, but okay, I get involved. Like, there's just no hiding it. Like, I'm literally, I was literally seeing my my Twitter feed with people asking me to get involved in other matches. So <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. I have I have a big match to get ready for. <laughs> That's funny. That is good, man. Well, good luck, brother. And before we end, um, I know I'm running a, l a little long on this one, man. I don't mean to hold you up for so long. How can my folks find you on Twitter, social media, all of it? So I, I put that right here. Right here. Uh, make sure that you look at Trust and Phil. I'm on all social media platforms. So Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Snapchat, TikTok, uh, Instagram. Look up Trust and Phil and you'll find me. Go find Trust and Phil. Go find Big Mike, the host. This was Barry, the gimmick podcast. Go watch Wrestling Revolver this Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time on Fight TV. Go back and check it out on High Spots. We're going to get out of here. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Phil. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to our channel.